Hello, everybody, and welcome to a, another episode of Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. And with me today, I have a very special guest, my wife, Chelsea Cruz. Hello. Well, hello, Chelsea. Hi, it's how me. Are, <laughs> how are you doing today? Well, thank you. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's generally how we answer that that's question. That's proper grammar. Yeah. Um, and and tell, me, tell me a little bit about yourself, Chelsea. Well, I'm a female... Uh, I'm approximately five nine. Mm-hmm. Standard health. Everything I love about a woman. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just your average Joe Lynn. The that's your that's your middle initial. Yeah, it is. Joe well, Lynn. Yep. That's that's the letter of it's the alphabet. Short for <laughs> Jolinovich. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's great. Hey. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for being a part of this, this sure. show. Yeah. You know, um, I talk to you about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's I great. always feel like I have really important things to say about it, too. And I've never <laughs> been logged. So here's my chance. Exactly right. Um, and with that in mind, let's let's go ahead and get into our, our show. OK, get ready for some really important things I'm about to lay down. <laughs> uh, so this is this is episode three. And with episode three, we get into the third episode of The Twilight Zone. Mr. Denton. On Doomsday. Doomsday. On Doomsday. Originally aired October 16th in 1959. Uh, your parents were born at this point in time. Uh, only one of mine was born. Correct. I don't see what that has to do with the actual. I, I don't know. It's because we're, we're married to each other. That Just I, a bit of triv. I feel like <laughs> I have to throw that, that triv, trivia out there. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, October 16th, 1959. A uh, couple, couple of actors in there martin landau's in there right yeah he's, he's not exactly a well-known actor but uh he was, but he was the only one i recognized right off the bat that's right that's right who was the other person you recognized rod serling <laughs> he wasn't on he wasn't on cam <laughs> he wasn't on camera though uh i think you noticed uh, before i even noticed uh there was a uh i think bob Irwin. Right. I didn't recognize him until I looked him up on IMDb, and I thought, oh, yeah, I know that face from somewhere. But I only know his face as an old man, not as a young person. Right. And, and, and what was his face from? What show or movie did you recognize him from? Mustache. <laughs> Mustachio <laughs> John and the the John gang. He was in a couple other Twilight Zones. Will the Real Martian Please Stand Up was the only one I really recognized him from. Huh. That was really it. There, there, I know there were a, a couple movies uh, in uh, modern times that uh, he was in. I, I can't quite remember. Matrix. That, exactly right. He was actually Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Good makeup. <laughs> Rick yeah. Baker. <laughs> uh, <Tetopolis>, Patrick Tetopolis. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, here's what this episode is about, right? So we have we have Mr. Denton on Doomsday. It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> so it takes place in the Old West. And uh, so we have an Al Denton played by uh, Dan Durier. I think that's how, that may be how you pronounce his name. That sounds good to me. Durier-a. Yeah, Duryea, D U R Y E A. Yeah, and he is a a drunk who uh, we we find him at a bar. He's just getting plastered, and Martin Landau's the town bully. He's he's picking on him a little bit, making him sing uh, "How Dry I Am." 
But we don't know that Mr. Denton wasn't the bully before. Ooh. Wow. I, we, we may be getting too deep into too this. Too soon? Okay. Too quick. Uh, so uh, we find Mount Martin Landau. He's, he's picking on him a little bit. Um, and uh, so uh, Mr. Denton, he, he happens to find a, a pistol, right? And um, so just by, by happenstance, he, like, shoots at uh martin landau and they're like whoa hey he's he used to be a really good shooter right mm-hmm. um and uh but bit- well at that point when he shoots mr fate is already in the background given the like side eye like making things happen so it wasn't just he just happened to that that's right that that's a good point you bring up because there is a guy in the background um remember this is the old west we're, we're talking about and there's this guy in the background he he has like a, a stage coach right and it says on the side of it uh henry j fate and he's a kind of medicine man kind of potion dealer mm-hmm. and he's watching all this uh, bullying stuff going on right um and so mr j fate's like oh this denton this denton fella Mm-hmm. He's fellying. <laughs> He's fellation. Fellatioing? I think, yeah, fellating. Yeah. I think that's what they call it. I, that's where it originated. But every time uh, Mr. Den does anything, it kind of pans to uh, the Henry J. Fate, and he's kind of going, ah, gonna, <laughs> I'm going to make something happen, right? Ah, and yeah. then something funny happens. Right, right. Um, so, uh, so Denton gets put in this position where he's like, a uh, he he shoots. Um, everyone's like, "Whoa, he's this he's this badass gunman." Um, and it turns out that Denton has a past with with gunfighting. Mm-hmm. He used to be the guy who would was the fastest gun in the West or in whatever town he was in. Um, and people would come into town constantly to challenge him to see who was, who was the fastest. And he had an experience with a sixteen year old kid. This sounds this sounds like the subway guy again, uh, but uh, where he killed this this the sixteen year old kid who thought he was fastest. So that's when he Denton decided I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shoot anymore. I'm just gonna drink. This is right. the easiest way. Um, so now we fast forward. Henry J. Fate. He's like, hey, check this out. I'm gonna give you an elixir. Yeah. What does that elixir do, Chelsea? I think it makes him shoot super accurately super super accurately I think it just makes him he doesn't have to think about it for 10 seconds he's gonna have the ability to be like the best gunman in the wild west (laughs) Um, that I think that you know not getting into our personal lives but that's kind of what you wish I would be with you super fast gunman (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. No? Yeah. Maybe maybe the opposite. I don't know. There's a lot of different therapy here. Looks like <laughs> we need to get into that. Um so uh so so a kid comes in um into town to challenge Mr. Denton and he's like uh, um Denton's like I don't know how to shoot whatever Henry J Fate gives him a potion. He's like, "Hey, 10 seconds. You drink this." Uh, and you'll be the, the fastest gunman, right? Uh, so the, this kid comes into town. He challenges Denton at a bar. And 
uh, Denton takes a, a sip of the, the potion and then Denton notices that the kid also takes a sip of a potion. Mm-hmm. And so he realizes at that point in time, of course, that uh, the kid also has the same exact potion. Yeah, and the kid sees him too. Yeah. Uh, so so they shoot at the same time. They knock the guns out of each other's hands. And uh, Denton's like, oh, cool, I'm out of this game. And this kid is like, whoa, what just happened? All right. That's- Both of their trigger fingers are out of commission. <laughs> at- exactly right. You got it. You nailed. You you hit the nail on the head. And that was when peace came over the land. <laughs> Washed. <laughs> um, so so that, that's basically the the plot, right? Uh, Henry J. Fate. Then he like smirks off into the sunset. I don't know. That's how westerns usually work. Um, we never really get the feel if he's like a good guy or a, a weirdly bad guy. I don't want to say bad guy, but. Um, you know, he might have just this time it turned out to be a good thing, but maybe other times it was not so good a thing. He just is dealing this thing and this potion, and it it happens as it will in each town, whether he goes from town to town, I don't know. But Right. Um, what, so so uh, on on these episodes, I try to, you know, talk about, like, themes and, and uh, um, of all the Twilight Zone episodes. And so Henry J. Fate, you know, you already, you already mentioned the stuff about like he's not he's not good or bad he's right. just kind of neutral right um what does that say about uh kind of like the the theme of like second chances right like oh, really just fate in general right is is fate is a kind of agnostic yeah i guess that it can go either way it's it's it, you're kind of given a crossroad you could choose either way it could go well could not go well but it also depends on what other people are choosing you know that can affect you as well because if this other kid hadn't uh chosen to drink that then mr denton shoots him and kills him and then he's even more depressed than before so it it's all kind of everything's interwoven yeah yeah um because it, it, it's interesting to me that uh, so Denton started off, you know, uh, with his backstory, killing that sixteen-year-old kid, where he's like, "Hey, I, I was, I was the kid who I'm fighting now, um, and I didn't learn my lesson back then. It took me a long time to get to that point where, like, I learned that killing is not a good thing." But we don't even know that. I mean, we don't know how long before all this happened or when this kid came into town wanting to shoot you know duel mr denton whether he was willing and excited to do it or he was hesitant to do it so we really don't know very much about his past except for that he regrets whatever happened at some point he decided he regretted it so yeah yeah um do do you think that uh you know um we almost kind of see this as like um as as parents right because obviously we we have a son, um, and some of the the mistakes that we make as parents are like the s- same mistakes our parents tried to avoid having us do, right? Do you see that kind of like in, in Mr. Denton? Like he's like, hey, you're gonna get to a point where you don't want to do this anymore. I'm I'm trying to help you out here. Yeah, but also I guess it's kind of, you don't know sometimes the decisions you're making at the time, whether they're good or they're bad. You're, you're just doing what you think you're supposed to do right then. And then mm-hmm. 
he was supposed to have a duel, so he did. And then, ah, oh, crap, it didn't turn out great. <laughs> so you can't really keep yourself from making the wrong decision all the time because you might not know it's the wrong decision until after you've already made it. Yeah, yeah. So in in that respect, do you think that the, the kid who duels Denton um, at the end of the episode, do you think he's he hasn't really learned his lesson at that point in time? Like, you know... Uh, Denton like turns to him and he's like, "Hey, we're we're both blessed. We're both blessed that neither of us can shoot anymore." Uh, but the kid hasn't been necessarily around long enough to to learn that lesson on his own. Right. Yeah. I guess that it's implied that he will he is given a second chance at that point to keep from making the mistakes that Denton made. Mm-hmm. But you don't really know if he's gonna take that because you're young and cocky. Just. you're gonna i'll just learn to shoot left-handed whatever but (laughs) uh, i think the implication is that denton saved himself eventually and he also was able to save this younger guy from making the mistakes he made um and with that with that lineup that's a good that's a good point the there's a theme of like kind of redemption in in the episode right um, you know, Denton feels bad about that 16-year-old kid way back in the day that, that he killed in, in cold blood. Um, do you think there's a certain uh, level of redemption in stopping this guy from going down that path? You know, I'm sure there is. I'm sure that's part of it, that uh, he might feel like he's uh, atoning for that in some way. But I don't know how much responsibility he takes for it because he still decided to go up against this kid and he drank the potion to try and shoot him <laughs> faster than he did anyway. So, I mean, I think it all just kind of happened luckily for him by chance. I don't think he necessarily made the right decision. No. I don't think he directly helped this kid, but at the end he realized that it did. Yeah. It did help. So like the initial decision wasn't an altruistic decision. Decision. Right. It was like, Oh, I'm saving my own ass. Yeah. <laughs> And then at at the end when Henry J. Fate's like, eh, eh, <laughs> check, see what I did there. <laughs> then he's like, oh yeah, you're right. I did I did see what you did there. Yeah. So Dan <laughs> not really necessarily a good guy through this whole thing because he still has intention to kill a younger kid yeah. that comes in to fight him, but he doesn't want to. So that <laughs> makes him a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's true. Um. All right, so Chelsea, my wife. Listen. <laughs> o- overall, overall, what what did you think of this episode? Tell tell me, tell me tell me honestly. You can tell me honestly. We're honest in every aspect of our relationship. Sure. You hate me, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no. What do you think about this episode? Um, there were a lot of things I thought about it. I guess in general, I thought it was a pretty um standard twilight zoney episode where there's uh the little bit of a twist but it's not as much of a a lot of the twilight zone episodes have kind of this uh creepy claustrophobic uh, feeling of being in a nightmare of sorts and this one has a bit of a happier ending so that's not kind of the norm for twilight zone i don't think right um so those aren't always my favorite because that's not so. <laughs> Twilight Zone to me. So, so you, you don't like it as much because it's not as pessimistic. Not pessimistic, but just that it. I like that it has a little bit of twist there, but then it just kind of ends like a, 
I feel like Andy Griffith should be music should be playing when they walk out. I'm just super happy and like we killed each other's trigger fingers. Bye. So it just is a little it's a little too upbeat yeah. for a Twilight Zone episode for me. Yeah. Um that's just my I guess I'm weird. You're, you're... My sick brain. No, no, that that that's okay. Uh, you know, uh, in a lot of anthology kind of series, like the the upbeat ones always kind of seem a little, um, I, I don't know, like phoned little, in. Yeah, like uh, I, I would I would compare almost to the um, Twilight Zone uh, kick a can right. Um, like the the episode is kind of like it's kind of hopeful, but it's still kind of depressing, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the movie, when the movie came out, that was like, that was more hopeful. Mm-hmm. That was like, oh yeah, he's going to get it. Oh, when the guy who played Dick Halloran, I forget the, the actor's name, yeah. uh, um, uh, is the one who's like, uh, he's trying, he'll get it eventually. Right. Like that was more optimistic than the actual episode in the series. Like, I don't have anything against a happy ending. Um, but I just feel like the, the twilight zone to me is kind of a, to leave you with like a, it's kind of feeling like oh that would be terrible to be in that situation but um that's not how i felt about this one i felt like everybody got their dues and martin lando gets punched in the face (laughs) and that's fine and And that's fine and that's that's how he got his famous look i just felt uh it was just kind of it was kind of a cut and dry episode i felt like well, you know, being uh, three episodes into the first season, that that might make sense. Maybe that's... Yeah, they want to start out positive so people aren't thinking, what is this <laughs> really depressing show I'm watching? Yeah. I, I'd read that Rod Serling uh, wrote this episode um, after, like, a binge of watching Westerns. And so he's like, I want to see kind of what, what would happen to kind of like an ironic twist with the, the whole, like... Uh, high noon dual stuff yeah and that's what i was just thinking of high noon you know it has a happy ending kind of but it still kind of leaves you with like a there's still kind of a vengeance you know like a what a badass that guy is at mm-hmm. the end and he throws down his uh sheriff's badge at the end like screw you town i saved you now i'm out of here <laughs> there's still kind of a an empowering feeling at the end and this one just kind of like it didn't feel very satisfying to me at the end like, sure, someone learned a lesson, but I felt like it, it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't satisfy my bloodlust. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I'm very, <coughs> I'm very well aware of your bloodlust. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, well, thank you so much, Chelsea. Sure. You, you are a doll. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's conversations like this that remind me of how much I love you. I'm kind of surprised you didn't even bring up with all of this. Um, gun control in the media all that this oh. like hey i don't you wish we had less guns and more mr fates <laughs> no i i stay out of the, the political realm okay. <laughs> no no i'm not i'm not going down that path <laughs> i'm not going down that path trust me listeners I'm not going down that path I'm just saying it's a poster boy for gun control. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> this guy just, he's holding a gun. It's just going off. Pew, pew. And he's just looking at himself. What's it, what's it doing? I don't know. He's like, he's like Gene Wilder from Blazing Saddles. He's like, see that? Stiff as a board. 
but I shoot with this hand and it's all shaking. That's that's Mr. Denton at the, in the middle of this episode. Um, all right, cool. Well, hey, uh, thank thank you so much, Chelsea. Um, and guys, this 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 lovely lady will be uh, helping me out with uh, some more episodes down the road. So, um, you know, appreciate Hopefully you guys. Hopefully, some bloodier ones. Oh my god! I hope there's some that just are. Oh my! Awful and pessimistic and evil i love those oh my god you know what when uh when we do a it's a good life then i'll make sure you're on, on yeah don't pull me in on that one where the guy turns into santa claus <laughs> night of the meek <laughs> <laughs> all right you got it you got it. <laughs> uh, so there are uh there there are several ways for you guys to listen um obviously you're listening to us to us here but uh, uh send send me an email we're at uh, uh s4ya podcast at gmail.com uh s4ya underscore podcast and that's at twitter um and be sure to hit us up on itunes and uh do five star rating i mean ideally you can do one star technically if you hate me uh but i mean you don't hate chelsea so you shouldn't you shouldn't do a one star you should do a five one star. and a half damn right and just in case you're like me and you think what's s4ya mean Something something young adult? No. <laughs> Submitted. Submitted for young for adult. For your approval. Submitted for your approval. Yeah. Twilight Zone Podcast. <laughs> uh, thank you so much again, Chelsea. You're uh, your dad created the Angry Beavers. And uh, is there anything you want to say before we leave? My dad created Angry Beavers. <laughs> hey, what about that? What, a, what about that? Kind of a genius. Oh, my God. Our marriage is good. Mm-hmm. Our son might be sleeping. That's great. That's great. That's great. Hey, wake up! Life is life is great here on Golden Pond. On Golden, that's where you named after. We don't need to get into that. We there's there'll be plenty more episodes. We can get into that later. Let's just talk. Let's just keep talking until we run out of things to talk about. All right, guys, check. <laughs> All right, uh, stay tuned next week, and uh, we'll talk about the 16 millimeter shrine.